Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Maybe you've seen on support forums, I think I've seen this on Stack Overflow, where there's this phenomenon referred to as the XY problem, where if somebody asks you, how do I do X? It's considered a little rude to be like, well, have you thought about why? Because while that might be helpful. Are you saying why ask. like the letter or why the, the, the question? <laughs> yes. Why the letter? So the letter, okay, X, I was like... <laughs> letter Y. Yeah, that is kind of confusing. All right. But yes, the X, Y problem is like, how do I do X? Well, have you considered why? You know, that, that, that's, that's the vague interpretation, my interpretation of what they mean by that. And it's, I saw it's that considered many times on Windows um, forums. How do I install antivirus software on my Windows computer? People would respond, "Just use Linux." Oh boy! <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> that would be an extreme example of this. Okay, so I understand <laughs> but, but, what you're trying to say. Okay, good. Thank you for uh, clarifying that. So, it, it is a it, it is an inclination I have though. So I, I'll hang out in a, in a Slack with other developers, and they're having a problem. And sometimes my my knee-jerk reaction is like, why are you doing that? And while it's rude and it's probably not the thing you want to lead with, I think there is some value in a person taking a step back when they're having an issue and just kind of reevaluating the context of their problem. Like, is this actually a, the right thing to do? How do you balance that, uh, that question with... Um you just not knowing their domain area or mm. the history of their project. Because I've seen that a lot where I've asked a pretty complicated question and someone said, why would you even want to do that? <laughs> right. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. have four hours to explain how we got here. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why I think you wouldn't lead with that because that that's mm -hmm. maybe where the rudeness comes in is you're assuming you knew more, no more than them. But, but I'm thinking of a specific instance of this. Okay. Where I, I did reply to the question, but then I asked, so why why is it that you do that as as part of your development process? So I'll I'll give a specific example. Like why would you cache configuration or cache routes, you know, in the Laravel world on your local development environment? And they had a reason for it. Now I had a secondary question, like, well, why would you do that thing? But that is that kind of addresses your question there, Aaron. It's like sometimes there's a reason. And maybe the reason isn't even good. It's just inertia or, oh man, it's too, it's too hard to get everybody else to do this differently. But I still think there's value in maybe thinking about the question and trying to avoid the pain instead of just trying to like figure out the bandaid for the pain. So let me make sure I understand what you're saying here though. When, mm -hmm. when the person, when the other developer asked the question, you first answered how they would do that thing. Right. And then afterwards, the difference here you're saying is afterwards I explain or I ask then now that I've shown you the answer to your question, can I ask why are you doing this thing? And maybe I have a different suggestion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was um, and I think I think in this particular case, I even said, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, why? are you? Know, so I was kind of acknowledging <laughs> that that I, I was not trying to be. And not, not trying to be pushy or tell them they're doing something wrong, but just, but like, I, I legitimately was trying to understand. And I think at the end of it, we kind of came to the consensus that, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best way to do it, but there were extenuating circumstances and that wasn't the battle they wanted to fight that day. So, you know what? Fair enough. 
here now you know why this is happening and how to work around it. A lot of other reasons I've seen for things that I couldn't always figure out are, well, I was just always doing it that way, or maybe I don't have time, or I didn't, I think it might take too long to change mm-hmm. what I'm doing just to help me do this thing so I can continue on to what I was trying to do. Yeah, that's, that's a big piece of the context too, is because if I'm asking this question because I'm stuck and I have something to do at the end of the day, that's probably not the frame of mind I want to be in to have that conversation about like, well, why are we doing it this way? Like sometimes you just have to get around it and move, but then maybe come back to it. But yeah, that's that. And, and especially if you're like a single developer on a team and the team does it that way, or maybe your boss told you to do it that way. Like there's all sorts of things that uh, would prevent you from really taking that step back. I still think it's a good impulse though, to, to question some of those things. The reason I feel this way is because there is a, a fundamental principle that I believe in, which is when I feel pain, I want to be sensitive to that and try to figure out why. And so this is just one example of that scenario, somebody asking for help, but there's other scenarios where something happens. It's not what you want, but like, are you, are you addressing the root cause of the pain versus just trying to work around it in the short term? Well, one of the things that I consider when we talk about that is because, you know, I've, I've led multiple teams of developers mm-hmm. is I want to make sure that people aren't just solving every single pain either. Because some of these <laughs> right. things, we know they're an issue, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, we have to solve other problems yeah. so you can get your paycheck. And I, I get it. It's not comfortable doing this thing, um, but, uh, you know, I need, I need you to, to put up with it. So can you think of any different or any ways that we could kind of figure out the difference between maybe we need to solve this pain versus um, it's just, it's annoying, but we have to keep doing it. Well, my answer is going to be similar to the, the same sort of rule I use when figuring out when to automate something. It's like, what, what's the, um, the investment of time versus to, to put into it versus what I'm going to get back. So if it's a minor pain, that happens every other month, you know, when, when some process happens, but it might take me a couple of weeks to unravel that and solve it. It might not be worth it. So, so time is one factor. And maybe the other factor is like, well, what is the actual pain? Is it just my discomfort as a developer or could like I blow away the production database if I don't do this one weird thing just right on my local machine, right? <laughs> so something scary <laughs> like that. That's more right. than just like a personal pain. That's actually like a business pain then. And so that would really go up the list in terms of priorities to fix that in my view. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll kind of build on that is uh, I believe that I cared about my developers I was managing, but their happiness is equal to a lot of other priorities. Mm-hmm. And um, when two or three of those priorities stack up, their their happiness of doing the job doesn't 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 really matter. I need yeah. these other things done too. So um, one of the things to keep in mind for something like that, those situations is, is, you know, if something is painful, like you said, it's what are the risks of this pain? It's mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying, but also uh, these, these conversations, especially with like a boss or a stakeholder don't have to be one, yes or no, or, or one-sided. It can be a negotiation. Like uh, I, I have this pain. I'd like to f- fix through automation or rewriting or whatever. And the answer maybe is no. Uh, right. And so it's not 
out of the realm of the developer to say, if I were to invest A, B, and C resources in getting to these priorities that we need as a company, then can I address this pain the following week? Yeah. Um, and having conversations like that, um, I think we don't always think about because we're so stuck in that current pain, you know, right now. <laughs> and the answer is going to be, no, you can't do it. Cause I, I committed to other stakeholders. We need right. this thing. It, um, don't just, just be careful. Don't delete the database. <laughs> you <laughs> know, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you, you acknowledge something too, which is as a boss, if, even if your answer was going to be no, to explain why not just be like, no, I don't want to do that. Right. So like mm -hmm. having a little empathy for the pain, even if, if it's not a priority to solve it for the team at that moment, I think that I, as a developer, I would be happier hearing that from you than just like, no, we're not going to do that. That would, that might be kind of frustrating as a developer, but, but the whole explanation makes a lot of sense. On, on the flip side too, I've seen some developers and I'm not sure why. And actually I'll be honest, I've done this where we have a painful scenario or situation and we just keep doing it. <laughs> like I, like I always run these three commands when I start up for the day, or I always reboot my computer at, at 12 because something's wrong and I just don't yeah. have time to figure it out. I always restart Docker every four hours because I don't know why my machine suddenly spins up all of its cores. Um, I, I delete my vendor directory every time I compose or install. <laughs> Why, why, why do you think we do that as developers? I, th I think some of it is because we, we do get desensitized to it. And if, if it is a reliable workaround, like it's easier to just do those two or three weird things a few times a day than to like dig into the internals of why something weird is happening that we don't fully understand. It sounds like clickbait. Do these two or three weird things every day. And <laughs> well, it was funny as you were talking about it, I could think of some specific things I myself am guilty of that I've, I've done in the past where it's, it almost becomes like superstitious. Like I have to do this and, and you don't have to do it anymore. But I, I think that's one reason. And maybe the other reason too, is just um, you've, you've tried to fix it once before and you couldn't figure it out and you don't want to go down a rabbit hole for another day or two. So you just, you just live with it for the time being, even if it is mm -hmm. slightly annoying. Yeah. I think there's, that's a good point too. There's something to be said though, about three months from now, mm -hmm. whether you're, you think about it or not, you know, a lot more than you did. And you've had time to think about it. Your brain yeah. solved it. So just because you couldn't figure it out three months ago doesn't mean that you can't figure it out now. Yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking the other day about things our parents used to tell us and then what our response now is as we get older and they become more senior, I guess we could say. Okay. Um, and, and why those things don't necessarily translate. And I just can't figure it out, but I can give you some examples of what I'm talking about to kind of please explain. <laughs> so you remember when you're a kid and you'd see something on TV and they would always say, don't believe everything you see on TV. Okay. But now it's like, we have to tell them, don't believe everything you read on Facebook. Oh boy. Like it's a flip there. It's like, you know, they just discover this thing or, you know, the internet or someone's website. You have to explain, no, anything can kind of happen there. It used to be a good idea. They would always tell us, you know, work at a job for a long, long time. You know, it's really good the longer you're at a job. But nowadays, if you're at a job for too long, especially in tech, people are like, were you just not learning anything? You weren't growing. You're not <laughs> advancing your career. 
you know, yeah. like if yeah. you're 20, 20, 30 years back in the day versus now, I've been a programmer mm-hmm. for 30 years at this one job. It's like, well, you were just a paperweight by the time you hit, you know, 20 years in. Or they told me, stop always asking why, why, why as, as a toddler or, you know, as a young child, okay. like, why, why? Because. But yeah, but, but now all I get from my mom and my dad are suggestions of documentaries I need to watch to oh figure out why. <laughs> the so, tables have turned. Yeah. Have you noticed this at all in your life? I haven't. I'm trying to think of a specific example of something my parents frequently said to me. To be honest, when you were talking about this, the place my mind went first was as I got older, realizing things I did that were kind of like mannerisms or things my parents did. And like it, it initially annoyed me like, ah, <laughs> I'm doing that same thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, like what? No, so uh, I work out over at my dad's place. He's got all the weights in his basement. So I'll go over there. And the other day we were just like both walking down the stairs at the same time and like humming a, a little stupid tune that was nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, we're both doing that same thing. <laughs> so that, that happened last week. In fact, and so I'm like, man, that, I wonder how much other stuff like that I'm doing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to think more about the advice. Nothing's coming to mind on that one right now. I guess, I guess it's probably, like you said, mannerisms is a good one too. Like uh, mm-hmm. at some point in your life, did you start noticing that you have to always say ah, after drinking something yep like i i don't remember when that started but that certainly wasn't all of my life mm-hmm. and now i just can't it's like ah, like i i could be thirsty or not thirsty in both times like i that that's a sound that has to happen mm-hmm. the humming thing not not so much but I, okay. I have noticed myself do that sometimes having conversations with yourself you know i think we kind of touched on that before i think that's oh, yeah. something that happens <laughs> But yeah, and just just the the weird things like I remember my parents being like, "Oh, that guy's going way too fast down the street," and now, man, why is everyone going so fast down the street? I know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes pain comes from having messy data or user input that uh, we don't expect, but validation can help. Then you might be interested in our new book, Mastering Laravel Validation Rules. Head over to our website to find out more at nocompromises.io slash book.